Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The show with three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hi. And this is your three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so um, you know Jennifer Lawrence, the actress? She was on a flight. Uh, She was going, I believe, from New Orleans to L.A. or or vice versa. In any case, she was not going anywhere near Philadelphia, nor was she going anywhere near the Twin Cities. Uh, So that plays into the story thusly. She decided during the flight to get up and lead a cheer to uh, to help bolster the spirits of the city of Philadelphia and the Eagles. On the airplane, she got on the loudspeaker and did this. Everybody, this is not the pilot speaking. This is Jennifer Lawrence. It's, uh, it's February 4th. It's Super Bowl Sunday. We all know what that means. Can I please just get a fly, Eagles, fly! Were there like two people on that plane? Uh, I just think people probably weren't playing along very much. They were just like, oh, sit down. You're always trying to get attention, lady. Why don't you go fall up some stairs? Again, what's so funny about this, I mean, there's a lot of strange things about this, but one of them is Jennifer Lawrence is not from Philadelphia. Jennifer Lawrence uh, she was, was in a not, movie with Bradley Cooper, who is, you know, a supporter of Philadelphia. And in Silver Linings Playbook, they were a big, uh, a bunch of fans of the Eagles. So I think that that might be why she was having those feelings. Of um, or maybe she just wanted attention. attention. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what she did at the very end of it that was not included in that piece of audio, um, she decided to do her own impression of Bridesmaids. And she said there's a colonial woman on the oh, wing of the plane and the flight attendant, you just barely see the flight attendant reaching toward her like, okay, honey, now we're done. Yeah. Okay, just put it down. Yeah. Also, to my knowledge, that fly eagles fly chant is not something they frankly do. So. It's a hashtag. It's a hashtag, but I don't think that they, you know, break into the chant. Like I don't know. Again, though, doing. Philadelphia fans kind of scare me. When they win, they eat horse doo-doo. This is true. Literally. All right, let's move on to uh, another thing we think you need to hear to be in the know. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. 
Oh, this is a sad one. This is a sad one. 77-year-old John Mahoney, uh, probably most notably by the widest audience, remembered for his role on uh, Frasier uh, back in the day, passed away. And uh, we have some audio as a remembrance of John Mahoney. Have a listen. Your son's right. You shouldn't be afraid to shake up your routine a little bit. Hey, I don't see you taking any big leaps today. If there was something I wanted to do, I would do it. Well, you're always whining about wanting to change your hair. I don't. Why? <laughs> I'm so sick of me hair. Do you think I should get it cut like Princess Di? Ooh, do you think that'd make me cheeks look too fat? That reminds me of the craziest thing my Grammy Moon used to say. <laughs> I'll pay for the damn haircut if you stop yakking and just do it. Again, that's John Mahoney. He played Martin Crane, father of Frasier Crane and Niles Crane on that long-running sitcom, Frasier. He passed away Sunday in Chicago after a short illness. So uh, kind of a shock or a surprise. And certainly, um, you know, very sad for his family and everybody else involved. Do you know what's kind of interesting that I had not known about him? In that clip that we just played, he was imitating uh, Daphne, the character on Frasier's British accent. In real life, he was apparently from England. Yeah. I had not known that. He was born in Bispham, Blackpool, Lancashire, England. Started his career on the stage in 1977, moving on to film in 1980. That's at least from uh, Wikipedia. Isn't that interesting, yeah. though? Like, yeah. he, you wouldn't have known he uh, did an American accent so well. All right. Now, the last thing you need to hear to be in the know today. And here it is behind door number one. Oh, God, another day, another pervert. Well, this time it's it's a roundabout pervert story. Quentin Tarantino, he's been in the news, and uh, you might think we're going to talk about Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman. We'll get to that later in the show. But th- I found this particular piece of audio um, very eye-opening and disturbing. So what you're going to hear is uh, a clip of uh, Howard Stern interview with Quentin Tarantino actor, director, writer, whatever, man about town. Also, did you know, played Elvis in? And actually played an Elvis impersonator in? Bad Santa? <laughs> what? Wait, no, what was the name of that? A movie that he played? No, it wasn't a movie. Oh, I don't know that. He. Your Nightmares? Played an extra dressed as an Elvis impersonator on an episode. Of the Golden of the Golden Girls! Golden Girls. Yeah, anyway. Um, Anyway, you're going to hear a Howard Stern interview with Quentin Tarantino that then plays some audio from even earlier of an interview that Quentin Tarantino did. And then we'll explain. It's uncomfortable. Let's have a listen. This uh, this I don't understand. Your movie I understand. Mm -hmm. This I don't. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, Quentin, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Nice to meet you. Uh, what have you done to make the world a better place? I don't know. Uh, what do you think I've done? Cool movies. Oh, well, there. I'll stand with that. Fiction's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, were you happy when Roland Pulaski won the Oscar? Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's so great about a rapist being the recipient of Hollywood's highest honor? I don't, I don't consider him a rapist. All right, that's the one. That, how can you defend... See, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. How come Hollywood embraces this madman, this director who raped a 13-year-old? He didn't rape a 13-year-old. It was statutory rape. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, that's not quite the same thing. <laughs> come right. on. Enough said. 
it's it's not statutory rape. You know, he had sex with a with a minor. All right, that's not rape to me. When you use the word rape, all right, right you're talking about violent throwing them down. It's like one of the most violent crimes in the world. You can't throw, you know, throwing the word rape around is like throwing the word racist around. All okay, right? you know, okay. it just doesn't apply to everything that people use it for. All right, you know, he was he was guilty of having sex with a minor. All right, that she didn't want to have. No, that was not the case at all. She wanted to have it. Well, and dated 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 the guy dated the guy and and, the guy. and she was thirteen and found out. Well, you know, by the way. We're talking about America's morals. We're not talking about the morals in Europe and everything. Oh. All right. Uh, Wait a second. Morals in Europe, sex- morals in China. Okay, so let's take this apart. That, again, was Quentin Tarantino talking about defending Roman Polanski without getting into that long and uh, storied uh, story. You you hear the points that Howard was making. Uh, she was 13. He had a sexual relationship. And uh, there you had Quentin Tarantino defending it. And I just find that to be highly disturbing that anybody in their right mind. Um, and again, I, I don't understand the people who try to like blame it on either. Cause I've heard this in other stories, like the time quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, also the uh, culture, mm-hmm. because I, I, I know, I know Europeans. I have been to the Amsterdam airport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that there is a mm, tidal wave of people having sex with 13 year olds across Europe. And I also don't think that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was acceptable to have sex with a 13 year old if you were, a, you know, um, I don't remember how old Roman Polanski was at the time. But Not an adult. 13. Yeah. Uh, so it's so weird to me. And if you listen to him in that clip and then in that interview, Quentin Tarantino sounds so vociferous in his defense that it's just, it's even more disturbing. Well, this is terrible to say, but you know, the first place my brain goes is when somebody is that impassioned about defending that type of behavior, it makes me wonder. Like if they have if skeletons, there's a skeleton in somewhere in their own closet, right? Like what's the point? Or that he dreams about one day having a 13 year old sex bride. Like, I don't know. What is, to, to, to what benefit are you feeling so passionate about that, that you need to, that is going to be your cause. That is the place where you are going to put your flag in the ground, Quentin Tarantino. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, you know, and, and the, um, semantics of, you know, the difference between statutory rape and I don't get that. I mean, okay. So, so legally, sure. Uh, it's statutory rape and he gets very hung up on, you know, rape is a very violent thing like that. It has to be sort of this film version of rape in order for him to be outraged. But, you know, you just have to ask him, does he have any children, by the way? I don't you know, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think I he's can't been imagine married. anybody who's had a parent. But see, I hate when people do that, too, because I don't think you have to be a parent. I don't have children. And I would be shocked to learn that anybody thought it was acceptable for an adult man to have sex with a 13-year-old child. I mean, we talk about people being uh, arrested and put in jail on a regular basis for having sex with minors, whether it's statutory rape or um, Quentin Tarantino's rapey rape. Also, if, if, (laughs) like, can we also get back into the headspace of, like, I don't, I guess I also don't understand, um, you know, why it is then that he believes that a 13-year-old would be capable of making the decision. to ha- Oh, she wanted to have sex. Yeah. 
Like, uh-huh. I mean, maybe she did. That hey, doesn't when mean I was 13, she... I wanted to do a lot of yes. things that I was not allowed to do. I mean, like, you don't defend that for anything. If it's in regular life, if a 13 year old does something that is perceived as wrong or illegal, you don't go, well, they wanted to. They just wanted to, so yeah. they did. Oh, they asked. No. For it. Excuse at, me. At 13 years old. I don't care old, if they ask for it. You're the I adult. I will get into like science, but like your your brain isn't capable of making decisions at that age yeah. that are productive or at decisions. Least rational decisions. Rational decisions, yeah. right? You can make decisions, but not rational decisions. And uh, yeah, I, the fact that that again that that's where he's going to stick his flag like in the ground. Like maybe maybe I could understand somebody trying to hide behind like 16, whatever, because. There are some statutory issues, like in some states, it's perfectly acceptable to have sex with a 16 year old child. But um, 13, I don't I'm not even sure you've gone through puberty at 13. Okay, one more quick thing and then we do have to go. But I just read this. This might give you some insight as to his mindset. Quentin Tarantino's. I'm just to like give context to his life. He dropped out of high school at the age of 15 or 16. That's not the part that matters. Yeah, he got a job ushering at a porn theater called the Pussycat Theater and he had lied about his age in order to get the job. Yeah. So that just sort of tells you kind of about where he was was in his formative years yeah. and how he was thinking. I don't know. I'm not trying to justify <sighs> it's it. It's just all gross. it's bad and gross. Gross. Well, when we come back, hopefully we'll get not so gross news from uh, our Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese on My Talk 1071. Elizabeth Reese is here with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth Hello, Reese. Hello, Colleen Lindstrom. Hello, Bradley Trainer. Nice to be with you on this fine Tuesday. Ditto. I do have some fun little happy uh, post-Super Bowl news about the quarterback for the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Oh, we need this. We need yeah, happy this news. this is cute. He got down on one knee and popped the question to his girlfriend. Aww. Her name is Maddie Oberg. And it was really sweet. He had a photographer there taking pictures, which I think is so sweet. If you're going to propose to someone, you should have somewhere. Yeah. Photograph of yeah. the moment. Yeah, because especially for the person you're proposing to, they're so surprised and shocked that yeah, you want them to remember the moment. And you cannot recreate that. No, you can't at all. So they were on a candlelit rooftop. Oh. She said yes, and uh, he posted the photos on social media. His name, of course, is Carson Wentz, and he said, and now Maddie and I both got a ring. <laughs> can't wait to marry my best friend. Um, they they got together uh, sometime in 2017, so they haven't been together for too long, but she's just darling. She's like a very, you know, Tom Brady is married to Giselle, mm-hmm. who is a supermodel, which mm-hmm. is just so expected. This girl is like, she's darling and lovely. She's not like a supermodel. Yeah. She's just like a super cute, she's a super normal, normal person. Girl. Yeah. girl. I mean, she's beautiful. She's yeah. lovely. But, you know, it's not like the stereotypical like supermodel yeah. or actress or something like that. She looks like a normal she's person. She's not somebody who eats like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, um, a handful of almonds every right. day. Just to make it through. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations <laughs> to them. In other love news, uh, Harry and Meghan Markle have big travel plans for their first Valentine's Day as an engaged couple. They're going to Scotland. Frankly, I don't think that's really big travel plans because it's really close to England. That's like me being like big travel plans. I'm heading to Hudson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right? Do they? Ha- I mean, what's the reason? Do we know? They're just going That's there, just... and the castle just like announces all this stuff. And now, because an American is being involved with this, we're gonna know about it. The castle, they the they announce just, everything. Like they just she's announce gone all... to the royal loo. Exactly. <laughs> they just announce all sorts of things. They're gonna go to Edinburgh Edinburgh Castle. Mm. They're going to go to a youth cafe run by an organization that tackles homelessness. That's oh, great. That's adorable. Yeah. I just, you know, if I'm them, I'm like, can we not tell everybody exactly where we're going to be all the time? That's the thing, though. Like, right? That's the whole yeah, thing. I just signed up for. Yeah, it I is. Mean, I suppose. It's like every year on your birthday, you, you have to take perks, a portrait. You got to do the thing. And the thing is, like, keeping And she gets away relevant. with a lot. Like, she's getting, she got to wear a pantsuit. I mean, wow. she's really getting to do things that most women, I mean, she shops at Whole Foods. This is just not, you know, she should be grateful because, again, times they are a change in. True. And uh, they also are low on the expectation totem pole. She also gets to wear a messy bun. Lucky. Where Kate is relegated you know to a hairnet, hairnet over her chignon. Um, <laughs> you know what I, I look forward to is I look forward to the crown uh, series on this couple. Yeah. You know, like 20 or 30 years from now, because it's going to be so boring compared to like the stuff that was like happening it was so good. in the 50s and 60s when there was like legit crises scandal. going on in scandal. And now it's like, oh my God, she wore a pantsuit. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like there's a whole episode on the pantsuit. But you know what's so interesting about that is like we just see the pantsuit. You know there was some stuff that had to be negotiated behind the scenes in order for her to get in those pants. It's just fascinating. It is always nice though. Watching The Crown, I think, is such a lovely reminder that Whenever, wherever we are in history, when we think that there's like so much controversy or we think there are like, you know, just crazy people running around, you just look back and think it never changes. Yeah. People are the same. It's yeah. just a different backdrop. It's the same. Well, and, and the difference is compared to today, I think probably in large part that so much is more so much is visible today that wasn't visible before. Right. People were very secretive and that it was that secrecy that sort of. Allowed you know, a lot of shadiness. Allowed a, a, a lot of just craziness that today is not is just sort of taken for granted. For not sure. that there's not now uh, an equivalent controversy. We just don't know about it because, of course, secret and whatever. Now I'm talking too long, so I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I think this is, speaking of talking, do you think this is an odd headline? Caitlyn Jenner breaks silence on Kylie Jenner's baby girl. I mean, you haven't broken silence. Have you been silent? I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that because everybody was allegedly silent, I was just thinking about this, that that was like literally the worst kept secret ever. Yeah. That we never, we just never got confirmation on it, but it was like everybody was going through life operating as though she was having a baby. For sure. But she but was now they get to it. talk about okay, it. Okay. Fair enough. Caitlyn Jenner posted on Instagram and said, my daughter just had a daughter. 
it's amazing to be by your side through this journey and posted a little photo Aww. of Kylie. Um, and it was very sweet. She posted a photo of Kylie being a, as a baby. Kylie Aww. being a baby because she actually was a baby, as we all were. <laughs> she wasn't acting like a baby. She really she was. She really a, was a, a baby. baby. Except for Taylor Swift because I think she's a robot. I don't think she was ever a child. Really? Yeah. I would just also like to mention before you go, Elizabeth Reese, everybody yeah. buckle in because that whole pregnancy was a secret, but now it's not anymore. And so we're going to get the whole pregnancy condensed into like a week. So we are. Well, I yeah. did hear about her pregnancy cravings. Yeah, see? What was it? I, I don't we don't remember. have time to talk about it. We do have time to get somebody to call for the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five questions. You could win a prize. My Talk 1071. Everything. It was you, Kristen. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions, and we call it the 30-second pop culture challenge on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, here it is. Every day at 1230, we play it, your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. And who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We have got Rhonda on the line, and Rhonda, you are playing for a prize. All right. That I cannot recall right now. If you give me one moment, I will tell you what it is. Rhonda, the timer (laughs) will, you'll find out if you win at the end. Yes. Rhonda, the timer shall begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Name the movie remake that starred Lindsay Lohan playing twins. Oh my god, I do know this one. It's with the twin sisters. Um, not Freaky Friday. Nope. Oh my god, how can I not know this? Do you want to pass? Yes, pass. Which Spice Girl was Mel C in the Spice Girls? Gary. Nope. Mel B? Mel C. Mel not Ginger? Nope. 40. Yes, in his 1986 hit song. Oh, oh Rhonda. Rhonda! Help me, Rhonda. That was, what was the movie? The movie was Parent Trap. Oh, God, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's okay. It's oh, okay, honey. Thanks for playing, Rhonda. Thanks, Ron. Sorry you didn't win today, but you can play Ronnie. again tomorrow. Bandita. Okay, so uh, I'll go through these. She did say uh, the parent, or I mean, I did say the parent trap. That was the movie with Lindsay Lohan playing twins. Which spice was Mel C in the Spice Girls? Sporte. She got that. In his 1986 uh, song, Paul Simon invited you to call him what? Al. I see dead people became the catchphrase from this M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. The Sixth Sense. And at the 1995 Oscars, David Lederman publicly introduced Uma Thurman to what celebrity? Oprah. All right. Uma, Oprah. Uma, Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oprah, Uma. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Bradley. Now, uh, on to our other favorite thing to do, which is to solve mysteries. And we do that every day here on the Colleen and Bradley show in the form of blind items provided usually by Holly, but today by Bradley. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. 
All right, so we take these from crazydaysandnights.net. These uh, first two are not confirmed. That means you have to guess who we're talking about. Blind items are just, uh, you know, basically rumors and innuendo about celebrities. Colleen, the first uh, blinded by the item item today requires you to come up with a foreign-born A-list superhero. Oh, superhero. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another. Here's the blind item. Another 17-year-old foreign-born A-list superhero. He has a thing for high school girls. The last one nearly caused his career to come crashing down. But he won't ever change. Wow. Okay, another 17-year-old for that foreign-born A-list superhero. The first foreign-born A-list superhero I thought of was Hugh Jackman. As Wolverine, but he, he, we hear him about him in different blind items. Is this, is that who it is? Okay. So it's not him. Yeah. No, it's not him. Okay. Can you give me a universe for this? Uh, a universe? Yeah. Is this like a Marvel universe or uh, the other one? DC. Which universe is this superhero? Why? In? It's DC. Okay. That doesn't really help me. No, I was going to say, like, <laughs> do you know these things? I mean, uh, okay. Okay, so superhero, foreign-born, foreign born. A-list. That means most everyone would know his name, and I will tell you the superhero everyone on planet Earth would know his name. Everyone would know his name. The guy who plays him? They would know the, well, they would know the guy who plays him, but okay. they would know the name of the superhero. Okay. Like, the superhero is... Also an A-plus lister among superheroes. Okay, so... uh, 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 Like, name a superhero. I mean, Superman. Is that who it is? So now name the foreign-born A-list... Who plays Superman? Who plays a superhero. Who plays Superman, specifically? Yeah. The only person I can think of is Henry Cavill. Are you serious? Whoa! Should we go back and read it? Well, yeah, I okay. wasn't even going to guess him because oh I thought my God. you would have been like in the fetal position crying somewhere. Uh, I might just be. Another, now, again, this is an unconfirmed blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Here it is. Another 17-year-old for that foreign-born A-list superhero, Henry Cavill. He has a thing for high school girls. The last one nearly caused his career to come crashing down, but he won't ever change. Wow. Now, I don't have anything else to tell you about this other than the preponderance of commenters on this particular item believed that it was uh, Henry Cavill. There is no proof of that, obviously, and uh, it would it would hurt my heart because the thing we know, the only story that I found was that uh, he once dated a 19 year old. Yeah, I feel like I sort of recall that. Did we talk about that? Uh, Maybe. Um, also, where was he born? He's Henry British. Ken- oh, I guess I didn't realize or that. Or at least he was born in the UK. I don't know okay. what his actual parentage is, even though I should, because he's like one of the hottest people St. Helio, Jersey. That, Jersey is England. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's where he was born. Um, mm. Okay. Actually, Jersey's in the Channel Islands, which anyway, yes, he's from the UK. And uh, that is the A-list mm. Superhero. Okay. It would be shocking. And sad. All right. Let's. But again, you know, if you're Quentin Tarantino, there's nothing wrong. Right. With if if she. With children. Yes. If she, if she is, you know, a willing participant. Yeah, of she, course. If she asks for it. That's according All to right, Quentin Tarantino. Here's another item. Blinded. 
You got two things to look for in this particular blind item, Colleen. An okay. A-plus list singer and a former tweener. A former tweener. Okay. Okay, so an A-plus list singer and a former tweener. Okay. Who's also a singer-actress. Okay. 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 This A-plus list singer has made it a point to not communicate with our favorite former tweener turned drug-addled singer slash actress. Mm. Even while in the same city, it has been crickets. Our former tweener has made it even worse by talking smack about the singer and is in danger of violating an NDA. Okay. A plus... A plus list singer has made it a point not to communicate with our favorite former tweener turned drug-addled singer-slash-actress. And is it's that somebody... going to be really obvious to me? Which is? Like, I, I'm i asking. Is this, like, should this w- be very obvious to me I based on that? I would think this is obvious. I, like, I, I don't like to describe her like this, but it makes me think of Britney Spears, but it's not. Uh, no, no. Um, okay, so think about an A-plus list singer mm-hmm. who would make... Uh, friends sign an NDA Taylor Swift okay favorite former tweener turned drug addled singer actress so who was friends with Taylor Swift that's currently on the outs who was a tweener you now know her as a singer mostly um one of her besties they used to be like thick as thieves and now they're not. Why can't I remember this? Can not of, Katy Perry. Nope, tweener. Which what does tweener mean? I guess that means like a a little teenager, a okay. tiny teenager. And what I mean by that is a younger, you know, not not a. She didn't hit fame at seventeen. Everybody's yelling at their she, radios she right now. She hit fame. Uh, you know, she, if Roman Polanski. Oh my gosh, no, you're I'm gross. Kidding. No, uh, she also. Has been in treatment a lot, at least more than once. And if I was going to give you a really big hint, I would say that she has also dated another A-plus list singer. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I am drawing a total blank. I really am. I seriously, I can't. I can't even, somebody is, okay, Siri, leave me alone. I'm not talking to you. I can't. Who? Selena. Who? Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena Gomez. Do you think I meant Selena the singer who's dead? Yes. Yeah, no. That would be kind of hard. I'm not on the ball Okay, today. so let me... Re- oh, yeah. yes. That makes perfect Step sense. Step up your game, sorry, woman! Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so Taylor Swift has made a point to not communicate with our favorite... With Selena Gomez. Even while in the same city, it has been crickets. Selena Gomez has made it even worse by talking smack about Taylor and is in danger of violating an NDA. Ooh, I kind of want her to violate the know, NDA, right? right? Don't you want to hear some stuff? I think the fact stuff? that there are NDAs is just it's dumb. Uh, but again, that's not confirmed. Oh, I love that one. Now, I've got one last one, and it's a quickie, yeah. but it's confirmed, and I think you're going to enjoy this. Okay, ready? Okay. Again, we're doing blind items. This time, it's confirmed. You are looking for a B-minus list celebrity slash wannabe reality star. Okay. Okay. Counting down the day. Now, this is morbid, so please stand by. Counting down the days until this B-list celebrity slash wannabe reality star takes her own life. 
It is coming soon. I'm doing the best I can, and so are others, but things are dire. Wow. I feel like... Is it Lindsay Lohan? Oh, okay. No, think lower. I honestly would argue with the B minus. This is confirmed, so I can say this with certainty. According to Crazy Days and Nights dot Crazy Days and Nights dot net, I would probably say C list. Okay. Again, uh, celebrity wannabe reality star. Okay, like Farrah Abraham style. Close. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, dear. I mean, think about who is on... Who have you and I both said? <gasps> Courtney Stodden? No, 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 no. Okay, so let me go back. Counting down, counting down the days until Courtney Stodden takes her own life. Oh, this is horrible. It is coming soon. I am doing the best I can, and so are others, but things are dire. Oh, I'm so sad. So that's interesting, though, that um, that uh, Enti lawyer says he's doing his so best. So he must somehow be involved with her in her yeah. career. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. And again, that's confirmed. So at least according to Enti Lawyer from CrazyDaysAndNights.net, where you can read all of these blind items and several others at your leisure. Oh, this is so sad. So okay. fingers crossed that that is, uh, does not turn out to be true because nothing is a foregone conclusion. This is true. Oh, okay. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm really excited about this. We checked in with this wonderful listener, Amy, last week. She had found herself credentialed to all kinds of things during the Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, she was doing some project work for NBC and she had all access to everything. And was sort of surprised by it. She's been now through all of the big, huge celebrity events. And we're going to talk to her to see what came of her journeys after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. The winner of Mr. Manuary 2018 is Jason Sally. Yeah, you swept me off my feet. You know that I don't need no money when your love is beside me. Well, we're still sort of basking in the afterglow of hosting the Super Bowl in Minneapolis on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, the Colleen and Bradley show, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have this wonderful listener who stopped by last week to tell us all about how she found herself sort of accidentally without really realizing it, fully credentialed to do all kinds of things with the Super Bowl. Her name is Amy, and she was facing a couple days of some really interesting work. She's here to tell us about what ended up happening. Hello, Amy. Hi, guys. So last we talked to you, Amy, you'd gone to a wonderful press conference with Justin Timberlake, but uh, you had some really exciting plans for the weekend. Did you end up getting to go to that super fancy secret uh, celebrity-infused uh, party on Saturday? I sure did, and I um, so I worked the NFL Honors Award Show on Saturday, and I was paired with a high-profile person, and it was going to be, so my husband and I were going to be headed to that party right after that event. Well, as events go, 
we had so much difficulty getting the vehicles in from the NFL because they had blocked the roads off. Oh, my gosh. So I'm sitting there looking, watching the clock go and wanting to get to this party, but I still have my person. So it just worked out amazingly. My husband was two blocks away, so I told the person I'm working for, I said, I'm going to send them with my husband, and he can come back and get me. And so I called my husband, and I said, we got to go to this party, so you're going to drive this high-profile person, athlete, to their hotel, to which he was like, um, okay. <laughs> and luckily oh we had gosh. our big vehicle, so I loaded them in, and I sent them off to the Lowe's, and then he came back and got me, and we went to the party. Oh, my wow. gosh. so you got to make it to the party. You're not able to tell us who your VIP is, are you? Um, I don't think I should. Okay, okay. Yeah, no worries. Okay, but that is awesome that you that you were able to think on your feet like that and get that solved so you could get to the party that was hosted yeah. by Jamie Foxx. Right, and so we got to the party. We were late at the party, so when we got there, things were kind of, you know, it wasn't like the height of the party, but it was an amazing, amazing event. It was a beautiful place. The Wiccas were wonderful hosts. And it was just like the perfect end cap to what had become like kind of a life-changing uh, whirlwind week for me personally. So like what kind of stuff's yeah, going on at the party? There? Like did you get to meet Jamie Foxx? Or like, well, yeah, what's it like when you go to a big party like that? Well, so when by the time we showed up, Jamie was not there. But, um, you know, it was just kind of, you look around and it's just like everyone you recognize from like local media and then of course like, former athletes, that sort of thing. And by this point, I think I was just like, to be honest, so used to it because I had spent the whole evening at the NFL Honors where I was right. like, right, with Snoop Dogg and like everybody you can I mean, name. I mean, I was within, you know, a couple feet of all evening. So it was like by that point, and then of course you guys knew I was at those press conferences. So it was kind of funny to say this, but like at that certain point, you just get so used to it where you're like, oh yeah, there's this person, there's that person, and you just like you're kind of in a daze at that point. That is so, you know, and I suppose you know if you're because st- you're studying journalism, am I right, Amy? Correct. So yes. I mean, I think that that probably is a um, it's a good thing to kind of become desensitized to that. You don't want to be like me who can't function. In front of celebrities <laughs> when, yes. when you're, well, you know, doing the job you're doing. My first job of the day, like at five in the morning on Friday, was to escort Russell Wilson. Like, it's a 10-minute walk from where he came in. And if you guys don't know, he's a Seahawk and he's married to Sierra. So mm-hmm. that's probably how you guys would know him. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm escorting him and there's all this ice. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this, like you know, really important athlete. And I'm like, please don't fall. Right. Please don't fall. So that's how, that's how I started Friday. And then it just kept going from there. I mean, athletes and Al Michaels and, you know, just journalist after journalist and athlete after athlete. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Amy, we only have just a couple minutes left. And I know that you have a story, an unexpected story about Milo Ventimiglia, which many people know him from This Is Us. And he was in town because they were on Jimmy Fallon. Yes. So he was part of the award ceremony that I was working at, which is NFL Honors. And honestly, you guys, I did not anticipate this at all. And this is after seeing every, every celebrity. He walked in to the red carpet where I was, and it actually took my breath away. And I think it's because of 
he is Jack. Yeah. I mean, you see him, and of course, you know, it's the same hair. Even his suit, it would be like, that's what Jack would wear. And his mannerisms. And, you know, you have this emotional investment with this character. Yes. And it's different than an athlete. I mean, you see the athlete and you admire them for other things. Like, you look at their hands and say, oh, I saw them make that catch or whatever. But when I saw him, it literally took my breath away. And it was just this emotional thing to see, to see him. So that was just oh, that is something I didn't anticipate. Yeah. So at the end of all this, uh, you know, fun that you had and experience, new experiences, crazy things happening throughout the week, what was the best? What was the best moment for you? The best moment for me was I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to take my career, and it was a really. I felt like I crossed over a threshold that I can't actually go back over again. I kind of fell in love with live television, and the people at MSNBC were so kind and have. Um, been really generous in helping me and wanting me to get involved in the fellowship program that they have um, in the sub that would start in the summer. And so it's kind of like a, it's been kind of a life defining week for me and like That's just awesome. being able to move forward in my career. Oh, Amy, thank you Congrats. so much for sharing with us and congratulations and best of luck to you. Thank you guys. And thanks Take for care. sharing with us. Oh, that is so cool. Thanks, Amy. That's so cool. Um, Sounds like a lot of fun. It does, doesn't it? Well, another thing that sounds like a lot of fun is dancing on the field next to Justin Timberlake. We're going to talk to one of the local dancers who was part of the halftime show after this. Everything. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Entertainment.